Welcome to the Fear Boss Show, a show created to help you become the bravest, boldest, and most badass version of yourself yet. Now, this show is allergic to basic. It's a show that loves real talk. It's a show that will help you slay self-doubt, and it's a show designed to help you check yourself before you wreck yourself. I'm your host, Judy Holler, best-selling author, keynote speaker, improv theater junkie, and a hip-hop-loving entrepreneur. It's kind of like this. If Amy Poehler and Dr. Dre had a baby, uh, that would basically be me. I am obsessed with helping you smash comfort zones and experiment with your fears so you can get more freedom in your life personally and professionally. This podcast is going to help you do just that. So, are you ready? Let's get this fear party started. Hey, Fear Boss, welcome back to the Fear Boss Show. This is episode 41, and I'm so damn glad you're here. And yeah, that's right. I got a little Beastie Boys in the uh, office this morning. Anybody know this song? There's a reason I'm playing it. Uh, this is from 1986 on an album called License to Ill. Oh my God. Uh, fun fact, fun fact, this was actually the first tape, the first rap tape my parents ever bought me. I will never forget begging, 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 begging for it because it had like warning, explicit content on it. And they got it for me. We had a slumber party on, we had the screened in porch in our uh, backyard. We had the slumber party in our house and all my friends came over and we played that song and that album on repeat. So damn, uh, the Beastie Boys are near and dear to my heart. And that song is a song called slow and low, right? And so we're going to talk a little bit about that today because one of the lyrics is let it go. Let yourself flow slow and low. That is the tempo. Today we're talking about flow. So welcome back to the show. It's my honor to be here with you every Wednesday on the Fear Boss Airwaves. And I'm so glad you're here. And thank you for tuning in and thank you for hanging out. So I'm going to start this episode off with you and jump right into our fear boss of the week, who is A.L. Powell 23, who writes, title, love this podcast, 10 out of 10, would totally recommend. (gasps) Thank you, thank you, thank you. She goes on, or he goes on to say, wow, I could not recommend this podcast or Judy's book, Fear is My Homeboy, enough. I read Judy's book and said, why can't I do this? Why not me. And I remember even submitting an application saying fear experiment, which is so awesome, fear boss. That's what it's all about. And if you want to learn about the power of fear experiments, go listen to episode 10. It's a little snack that will get you up to speed. So anyway, A.L. Powell does this fear experiment. And a month later, he or she was signing an offer letter for the company of my dreams. They go on to say, graduation is approaching, and I have that same mentality when looking for my career. I refuse to settle and keep dreaming bigger. Damn. And then she puts, I think it's a she. She puts, hashtag young fear boss. I'm going to call you a lowercase g. So if you want to be the next fear boss of the week, jump into iTunes and leave a review. It means so much for the show to continue vibing along on those fear boss airwaves. They just mean so much. And I love hearing from you. And every review is a big deal. It's how we keep the show going. So jump in, leave a review. Sometimes I go back into the archives and pick an old school review. Sometimes I pick a last review that just came in. But every Wednesday, I pick a fear boss of the week 
week. So A.L. Powell 23, send me a DM on Instagram or email me at hello at judyholler.com and send me your address and I will put a Fear Boss swag bag in the mail to you. I also, before we jump into flow, want to talk about my best-selling book, Fear is My Homeboy, and yo, the holidays are coming up, and I mean, is there a better time than this year, with everything going on, to give the gift of courage? Plus, I'm not going to lie, my hot pink book with gold foil lettering will look so damn good under any tree or in a stocking, I'm just saying. So my gift to you here in October is that you can get my best-selling book for 35% off your boss, which is 15 bucks anytime you want. So when you think about doing Christmas shopping or gifting this book or giving the gift of courage, all you have to do is use the link in the show notes. So come visit the show notes either in iTunes or back on my website and use the code, click that link because you have to buy them from my website or just go to my website and buy my book off my website and use the code FEARBOSSSHOW, FEARBOSSSHOW. This code is for you, the listener, and you will get 35% at checkout. By the way, this is not available on Amazon. These are direct sales only. All right, Fear Boss, I am obsessed, obsessed, obsessed with high-performance habits. And listen, hold on, let me get a little, okay, a little jolt of coffee here before we go any further. Okay. Listen, so many fear bosses come to the fear boss community because they want more freedom. Like you want more freedom. You want to smash comfort zones. And by the way, that's our mission. Our mission in the fear boss community is this. We believe our freedom lives in smashing comfort zones, right? So, and the way we smash comfort zones is by conducting fear experiments every day on purpose, like doing little things every day to get outside of our comfort zone, trying new things, taking risks, right? So people come to the community because they want that. They want more freedom. They want to smash comfort zones. And of course, they want to be braver. But, but what you find out you really need is confidence, focus, energy, and, and the high performance habits that are going to get you brave and keep you brave because yo, bravery is some hard shit. It is so tough to be brave. It takes so much focus and stamina and, and it requires you to develop habits that will sustain you, help you sustain the energy it takes to be brave, the energy it takes to conduct fear experiments, the energy it takes to take risks and smash those comfort zones. So back to flow, living in flow, starting your day in flow, and being in flow during high stakes performances, events, and or tasks is a high performance habit that is critical to your long-term success. And legit, every single time I think of flow, I think of this song. Slow and low, Let it flow, slow and low. This is the tempo. Yes, slow and low. That is the tempo. I know, I'm not, I'm not a rapper. I play one in my head and in my dreams. 
And I don't have a singing voice, but I think I do in the shower. Uh, who's with me on that? But seriously, like legit, every time I think of flow, I think of that song. Like my head always thinks not only in metaphors because I'm a storyteller, but I think in like songs, right? Soundtracks just start playing. Uh, so anyway, flow is most certainly all about taking it easy and going slow and low, but it's also about trusting yourself and the process. And most importantly, <laughs> It is also about priming yourself to do hard work and recovering after, after you've been in flow. So the main part of my job, okay, is to perform at high levels a lot. I work primarily as a keynote speaker, so I travel the globe speaking to thousands of people every year. And now, now I'm doing a lot of that work virtually, and I can't wait to get back onto a live stage with actual human beings, yet it's a job that requires a lot of stamina. And I truly believe that what helps me perform at those high levels with more confidence and courage is that I take getting into flow very seriously. So flow state isn't what you do before or after your talk or any high stakes situation. The performance, the talk, the high stakes situation that you have to be in is the flow. That's when you need to be in flow. Like, for example, this podcast, I would consider a high-stakes situation. I need to be performing at my best for you right now. So did I think about the pause before this moment with you? And what am I going to do to honor and recover from flow after I click stop on this recording and this episode for you, because my job is to be in flow in the moment. So I love thinking about this idea of protecting your energy before and after flow so that you can be in actual flow. I mean, listen, athletes are doing this all the time, priming the machine so they can be in flow during the game, the match, the race, the Olympics. I mean, they are in flow when they are at the Olympics playing the actual game or doing the actual thing, but they've primed that machine months in advance to prepare for flow. And then after they pause for recovery, which they take just as seriously as their pre-flow priming. So I thought it would be fun today to talk a little bit about flow and most importantly to share a few ideas that'll help you get in flow and help you recover from flow state. So let's first talk about some situations that may require you to be in flow. Listen, you don't need to be a public speaker to need to get in flow or have a podcast, right? You have your own high stakes situations happening all the freaking time. So you may need to get into flow for a first date, a wedding, your wedding, giving birth, a tough conversation with your spouse, a friend, a colleague, a boss, an interview, a game, a sales pitch at work, and yes, anytime you have to public speak. Listen, anytime you need to be at your best, you gotta be in flow. According to the psychology of optimal experience, they say this, when a person is able to organize his or her consciousness so as to experience flow as often as possible, the quality of life is inevitably going to improve because even the usually boring routines of work become more purposeful and enjoyable. 
Over the years, I've studied some of the habits that work and some that don't. I have also recently attended a conference a few weeks ago, and I listened to three high-performance coaches for actors, athletes, and top execs share their processes. I took a bunch of notes, and I'm also currently obsessed with some high-performance podcasts led by NFL coaches and top doctors and performance practitioners who share ideas on flow state and specifically priming for flow state. In the show notes, I'll add links to some of my favorite podcasts right now on high performance and priming yourself for high stakes situations. But the bottom line is this, I have combined all of those ideas and all my notes and put my favorite ideas, my favorite flow ideas into this episode for you. So let's get into flow by beginning with the pause before you flow, the pause before you flow. Like, what am I doing right before this podcast? What am I doing before I step on stage? What should you be doing before, right before that interview, that hard conversation, etc.? In a recent study investigating associations between flow and personality, researchers found a negative correlation between flow and neuroticism. So neuroticism is individuals who score high on the personality scale, and they tend to be more moody and to experience frequent feelings of anxiety, worry, fear, frustration, anger, envy, jealousy, guilt, depression, and loneliness. And yo, in full transparency, I worked so hard on my mental health because I can be a little neurotic. I, we always joke in my family, like the holler gene is like, we've got this like worry gene. So I do everything I can. This is why flow and a lot of those things, those high performance habits I use and do every day are so serious to me. They're like medicine because I know I have to protect this because I don't want to walk around like a neurotic person, right? So I have to really think about that and work hard to manage my anxiety, depression, worry, anger, and fear. So back to that study. These researchers were looking at flow between personality traits, and they found a negative correlation between flow and neuroticism and a positive correlation between flow and conscientiousness. And that just means that you have a very deep desire to do tasks well, right? And to take obligations to others seriously. So conscientious people tend to be efficient and organized as opposed to easygoing and disorderly. And I'm definitely conscientious as well, and I bet you are too. And you could be a little bit of both. Anyway, they studied the the correlation between these two personalities. And it can be speculated that neurotic individuals are more prone to anxiety and self-criticism, which are conditions that can disrupt a flow state. In contrast, conscientious individuals are more likely to spend time mastering challenging tasks, which is an important piece of the flow experience, especially in the workplace. So you want your performance, whatever that is for you, to be the flow. So how do you get out of your head and into flow? Here are some practical and totally doable ideas that work, all of which I do or have done. Yo, disclaimer, I do not do all of these every day. Like, I didn't get up this morning to do this pod and do all of these things, but damn right, I did a handful of them, right? Because I knew I had to prime the machine to be high vibe, to be in flow for you on the mic here today. So here's some things you can do to get into flow before a high-stakes situation. Breathe, breathe breathe, right? So one of the things I've been doing a lot lately, I think we get so overwhelmed by like, oh my God, I need to sit and meditate for 30 minutes, 20 minutes, 10 minutes. Start small. If if 30 minutes is overwhelming, sit for 20 minutes. If 20 minutes is overwhelming, sit for 10. If 10 is overwhelming, sit for five. If five minutes is overwhelming, 
sit for one minute. I've been doing this little snack meditation a lot lately where I will, and you could do it with me right now, I will legit do this. And I do this like a couple times a day just to sort of get myself in a flow before an email I have to send, before, you know, something I have to do in my business that's a little high stakes. And it may not be a full presentation, but it's something that I just need to like check my mind on. So I will, and you can do it with me. So I will breathe in for three, hold it at the top for three, one, two, three, and then I will breathe out for six. One, two, three, four, five, six. So in for three, hold for three, out for six. And I will legit set a timer on my damn iPhone. And when it goes off 60 minutes, a minute and a half, two minutes, Dude, you feel so much better. You don't need to meditate for a long time. That, that, my friend, is being mindful, and it's a great way to get into flow. Another thing I do is power pose. You can Google power posing. I will put a link to Amy Cuddy's TED Talk on power posing, but this is just me standing in like a super woman stance, which I'm doing right now, which I did before this podcast to raise my vibration, and there's a lot of science around why this works. I also do this before my keynotes. Another thing I do that you can do is dress rehearsing success. So I will sit when I'm breathing. And what I'm thinking about when I'm breathing is me destroying the mic, like literally crushing this podcast for you. It's me envisioning dress rehearsing me on stage, but I'm not just watching myself succeed on stage. I'm feeling a standing ovation. I'm, I'm watching, I'm envisioning what happy faces may look like and good energy looks like from the audience. And whether all that happens or not, it doesn't matter, but I'm getting myself into a flow state by priming my mind and dress rehearsing success. What does success look like on that stage? So I think about that. I think about that. I run that drill before I go. You can do this before any conversation, before any date, before any interview, before any game, yo. What does success look like and how does that make me feel? I, of course, do my 10 I am power statements. This is something that I talk about all the time on the show and in my work, this notion of writing 10 statements that begin with I am to set the pace, to aim at something, and to remind myself of who I believe that I am and where it is that I want to go. Those are non-negotiable. I literally do them every morning. There may be a time or two that I miss them and yo, I feel it when I do. But yeah, 10 I am power statements, writing myself love notes. I put post-its up on the, the bathroom mirror legit when I travel in my house, reminding myself of how powerful I am. Music, music is great to raise your vibe and get into flow. Another thing may surprise you, watch something funny. Watch something funny. Watch an episode of something you love, like while you're getting ready. Have it playing in the bathroom, but put up a stand-up comedian you love. Listen to a podcast that makes you laugh. But laughing is a beautiful trigger and can really help you get your mind off what you're afraid of and into the moment and into flow. A couple of things you need to be aware of that will disrupt your flow, and these are things I do to get in flow, like I do not look at email because that's a trigger. You could get a nasty email or an email that pisses you off or an email that stresses you out. Yo, your flow is done. Like, you're done. So I do not look at email before my talks. I do not look at social media. I have things. I may be recording content, but I have my phone in airplane mode because I don't want to get a weird text. I don't want to see a weird comment or something that upsets me right before I go 
into a high stakes situation. So beware trigger situations and honor your pre-game flow by removing those distractions. No phone, no email right before you go into a high stakes situation. Also, stop over rehearsing. Like I stop rehearsing. Like I'll run my talk tons of times and and finish the night before the talk. And I may glance at things in the morning, but I I don't over rehearse because because science shows us that over rehearsing is going to deplete your energy and we need you amped. We need you in flow state. So you don't want to be doing things that are going to deplete your energy. Remember, all of these ideas are designed to give you energy so you can go be in flow and not deplete your freaking energy. So checking email and running around and doing all these things and getting into like your tactics of work are going to like rob your flow state. So stay away from it. Protect, protect. Couple final thoughts here. Move your body. I work out before any high stakes situation specifically talks. This morning I haven't worked out yet, but I will after the podcast. But move your body. It is so, so good. Eat something small and healthy. And gratitude is everything. Before I step onto any stage, and usually when I'm breathing, I say thank you. Thank you for the ability to live my dream and do work I love and to serve an audience and to just really approach what I'm about to do from a place of gratitude that I'm walking around in this healthy body, able to do this work when there are so many people that can't. There are so many people going through really, really tough stuff. And how how lucky are we to be able to be doing what we love? So again, I don't do all of these things every single time that I need to be in flow, but most of the time I do a lot of those things and damn, it works when I don't feel it. You know how you do something and you just feel off or you get done and you know in your gut you really like weren't there and you could have been better. It's because I didn't prime myself. If you have that same feeling, it's because you didn't pause before the flow. So, okay, you've done some of these things and now you are in flow. You are doing your thing and feeling good. Then you step off the stage or off the field and you leave the room, you finish the task, the conversation is over, now what? Your job, fear boss, is not done. Let's talk about the recovery, the pause after your flow. 99% of us get done with the task, and what's the first thing we do? You beat yourself up. You run through all the shit you could have done, should have done. You think you sucked. You obsess over what other people think, and you play it over and over and over in your head, dissecting all the ways you were horrible. Instead, instead of pausing to recover from what just happened, what your body just did did. So the rule of recovery is what I call the three R's, the three R's of post-flow that will help you check yourself before you wreck yourself. And yes, I had to throw some ice cube in on that one. So number one, you got to recover. Like literally, you need water. You also need glucose. So have a small piece of fruit or a piece of chocolate handy to refuel. Your body has been depleted. You need to feed and refuel the machine that has just worked so hard to do something brave. The second R is reflect. You have to find a way to interrupt the self-smack talk that we are so damn good at. And it's going to happen fast. Once the buzz wears off from the flow you were just in, you'll be alone in your hotel room or at the airport or on a plane or back into your life. And you'll start going down the rabbit hole of, oh my God, I suck. I wish I did this or I totally missed that. And I was she looking at me weird? Oh my God, they all hate me. Why am I doing this? Why am I even here? Like, can you tell I'm speaking from experience? I've totally done this. I mean... 
It is the real deal. That inner mean girl is a total biatch, right? So we have to shut her down. So I try to hijack that, whether it is in my hotel room after the talk or on the plane or in a space where I have a little notebook or just in my head, I ask myself a couple of questions. Number one, what is something I love about what I just did? Like I will stop recording this podcast episode for you and I will literally ask myself, okay, what is something I love about what I just did on that show? And that is a shift. Another question I love is what can I learn? What can I learn and implement next time? Love that question. And what went right? Instead of focusing on all the stuff that went wrong, because things always go wrong. There is no perfect human being, by the way. And also, if I were like this perfect robot, I don't think you'd be here right now. I think the reason you are a ride or die fear boss and you're tuning into the show is because you like how perfectly imperfect I am, this community is, and this podcast is as we go out there and experiment with the platform. So... I love asking the question, okay, yes, yeah, stuff could go wrong, but what could go right? And what went right? And then the third R is reward. This is all about the victory lap. I wrote about this in my book on page 138. I say this. This section is titled The Victory Lap. I write, you do so much every day for your family, your friends, at work, and especially as you are out there being a fear boss. When was the last time you took a moment to look around at all you have accomplished? Fear can keep you so busy rushing toward this imaginary finish line in your head that you forget to just stop for a minute and acknowledge how far you've come in the first place. You deserve a victory lap and fear hates victory laps because when you stop, pause and reflect on all the brave things you do every day, you will fill your soul up with encouragement and an internal self-pride that can be hard to stop. According to Wikipedia, a victory lap is when a race car driver takes an extra lap around the racetrack after winning a race. This lap, driven at a pretty slow pace, allows the driver to celebrate their victory and gives the audience an opportunity to congratulate and honor everybody who competed. Do you take enough victory laps? Like, you deserve to celebrate your success. You deserve to celebrate that you've bossed up to your fear. And doing this not only helps you disarm fear, but also look forward to doing more brave things because you know the victory lap is coming. So how can you let this inspire you to reward yourself for all the brave things you go out there and do? For me, after my talks, especially when I'm traveling, I'll either treat myself to a massage, I'll maybe take a bubble bath after the talk in my hotel room if it like has a badass tub. I'll get a good glass of bubbles at the airport Maybe I treat myself to a pedicure, but you don't need to spend money to reward yourself and take a victory lap. Maybe your victory lap is, okay, I'm going to do this scary thing, and tonight I'm going to go run errands alone. Like, I'm going to go to Target all by myself, no kids, no people, and just walk around and look at things. And you know you'll leave with a bunch of stuff you don't need, but you get my point. Like, you could just run errands alone, and that is awesome. Maybe it's a long walk, a long bubble bath at your house with your favorite bath goodies. Maybe, maybe. It's taking a nap. A nap. When was the last time you took a nap? There are so many creative ways you can reward yourself. The goal, the goal is to make sure that after you've been in flow, you are not jumping right into negative self-talk, into self-sabotaging behavior, and that you don't immediately start hanging out with the inner mean girl who loves to bully us with her fear. 
You have to be brave enough to take time for yourself, to reward yourself for the guts it takes to do hard things. Listen, flow is not a rigid, unchanging state. On the contrary, the manifestation of flow and happiness takes a committed effort. Remember, easy choices, hard life. Hard choices, easy life. When you show up and do the hard work, you will be rewarded for that behavior. Flow is both simple and powerfully complex at the same time, but it's one that will change your life for the better. And it has extraordinary potential for helping you remake your life and the world. Okay, Fear Boss, I hope you had as much fun listening to this episode as I did making it for you. And more importantly, I hope you learn something new about flow and how important it is to pause before and after your most important work. And listen, don't just take it from me. The Beastie Boys agree, right? <laughs> yes. I can't wait to see you next week right here on the Fear Boss Show. Until then, come hang out with me on Instagram and talk to me in the DMs. I want to hear from you because this show is for you. Listen, wherever you find yourself today, take it slow and low, stay brave, and keep experimenting with your fear. Well, hi there. It's me again. Thank you so much for listening. I'm so damn glad you're here. And if you loved this episode, which I hope you did, my hand is on my heart. Please don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. And if you're feeling a little extra boss today, it would mean the world to me if you'd leave a review on iTunes so more fear bosses like you can find this podcast. And better yet, share this podcast with the fear boss you love and encourage them to listen. For more on me, my work, and my keynotes, you can visit me at judyholler.com, J-U-D-I-H-O-L-L-E-R.com to learn more. And this is also where you can sign up for my newsletter. It's called The Fear Boss 5, and it comes out every Friday where I share five things I'm loving, learning, and reading. It's one of my favorite things to do. And if you love this podcast, you're going to love the newsletter, and you can sign up right there on my website. My book is available at most of your favorite book retailers, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, airports, all the things. So search me up on Google or type Judy Holler into Amazon and grab your copy. Last but not least, you can always come hang out with me on the social media. Instagram is my favorite place to be. I'm on Instagram at Judy Holler, J-U-D-I-H-O-L-L-E-R. I'm also on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash fears, my homeboy, and Twitter as well at Judy Holler. Until next time, Fear Boss, keep experimenting with your fear and stay brave.